Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. And welcome to another episode of the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Bear. I'm your host, Dr. Bear Pierre, your favorite board-certified internist, founder of drbearpierre.com, as well as the CEO of Pierre Medical Consulting, helping you empower yourself with better health with the number one podcast for patient advocacy, education, and affirmation. This week, we bring you an episode with another former classmate of mine, Dr. Sabine Elise, who is a board-certified family physician. She's also the CEO and co-founder of Cornerstone Medical Group as well as being fellowship trained in hospice palliative care. Dr. Sabine Elize is going to be educating us on a life-saving skill today that she feels that everyone must know and have in their back pocket, right? And when, she, when we say everyone, not just those in the health career field, know everyone. And this is a simple one that can be such a tool, right? This is one where if you know it, you can be above the rest and you can be the reason why someone's able to go home, right, to their family, right? So again, I'm not going to tell you what the life-saving scale is because I want you to let Dr. Sabine Elise tell you, but I want you to also listen to two amazing stories that she gives us when she talks about how she was able to use this life-saving skill to help someone else, right, go home to their family member. So I can't wait for you to check this episode out again this is definitely one that uh, definitely hits home for me so i definitely again check the episode out because you'll know how uh, once you listen to the episode so like always if you have not had a chance remember subscribe to the podcast leave us a five-star review let dr elise know exactly how she did on today's episode as well as tell a friend or even tell 10 friends uh, to listen to today's uh, podcast episode leave us five-star reviews again especially from an apple podcast user so with further ado, let's get ready for another amazing episode here on the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. One of the sponsors for the Lunch and Learn Community Podcast is the Lunch and Learn Community Store, where you can find t-shirts, sweatshirts, coffee mugs, stickers, and wristbands with the motto, Empower Yourself for Better Health. Remember, 50% of all proceeds will go to the Five Star Scholarship Foundation, where we give out college scholarships to deserving high school seniors across the country. Thus far, we have given out over 20 deserving scholarships to students across the country. So again, 50% of the proceeds will be uh, blessed to the Five Star Scholarship Foundation. And today you can get the coupon code LUNCH20 and you get 20% off your purchase and you support these high school students across the country. Again, the Lunch and Learn Community Store is at shop.drbearpierre.com and the coupon code is lunch20. All right, Lunch Learn community, just heard another amazing introduction uh, for a guest who's a friend, former classmate, and really just an amazing person who wants us by the end of this episode to make sure we understand that everyone should have this life-saving skill. Um, That is something that I'm almost sure you've seen on TV, you read about, you didn't really think you'd ever come, you know, face to face with it, but she actually came, you know, not even face to face, but like her family members right in the thick of things and had to apply this life-saving skill. So by the end of this episode, you're going to see how important uh, this level of a life-saving skill is for everyone. 
So, but first, obviously, we want to thank uh, Dr. Sabina Lise for jumping on the Lunch Learn podcast with us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Pierre. It's always a pleasure coming on, speaking with the Lunch and Learn community who loves to come in and learn. I love it. Perfect. And Lunch and Learn community, you may have heard before because she she actually got us right, uh, I want to say, about a year or so ago when we were talking about the flu Right. Yeah. So she, yeah. So she, she, again, and we're, we're and y'all know we're, we're still on that flu. Get your flu shot. Uh, we'll, we'll get that disclaimer right out the way. Right. Get your flu shots, please. Get your flu shots. So, Dr. Elise, before we kind of get into the thick of things, I have a lot of guests who like to just kind of skip right to this main episode. They usually skip your bio, right? <laughs> Tell them something that may not be in your bio, but something they feel that they should know uh, before they finish listening to this episode about yourself. I'm the doctor who listens. I think that's the biggest thing. And uh, I think that a lot of us make the mistake of just allowing us to fall into a doctor's office or um, just any medical office, because it's not always a doctor seeing you, right? Versus the reality of you taking an active role in choosing your physician. And I think that that's one of the biggest things that a lot of people don't realize I'm very passionate about the necessity to make sure it is a good fit and not just choosing someone from the yellow pages if people still use yellow pages or just google searching or whatever mm-hmm. may come up you really really need to make sure that it is a good fit for the physician that you choose to take care of you because it's it's a partnership it's something that you know Dr. Pierre and I spoke about while we were in the thick of things in medical school about really connecting Uh, with our patients and really making sure our patients know what's going on. And just from the flip side of that, um, having parents and family members who uh, came from different countries and being seen by doctors where there was either a language barrier, there was a cultural barrier, there was a lack, there was just disjointed care. But particularly here in the South Florida community, there's no reason for that whatsoever. There's a doctor out there that is a perfect fit for you. And I encourage everyone in the Lunch and Learn community to make sure it is a perfect fit for you, whoever it is that you choose to be your physician, uh, because you need to be able to ask them questions, get those answers, and feel comfortable speaking about every and anything under the sun. And those those are such true words, again, especially in this day and age where, you know, you know, you have patients who are allowing just insurance companies to, you know, randomly choose a a physician form who's really in charge of your your life, right? Like, you know, not even being hyperbolous with it. Like the person who's in charge of your everyday living and healthy well-being, right? It should be one of the most important decisions that you make. And I think what we've seen, especially over these years, is that a lot of people don't put a lot of faith and a lot of stock into that level of decision making. So uh, I'm glad that you're really out here saying like, no, like, yeah, and if, if I'm the one for you, I'm going to make sure I'm the one for you. But if I'm not, I'm just not, right? Because at the end of the day, it is all about you. Remember, you remember the goal here, Lunch Learning Community, empower yourself for better health. Uh, that's really the goal, right? You have to empower yourself. But again, you got you to gotta find a person who's going to match with you and, you know, kind of get on your level of care. So again, thank you for uh, those amazing words, for sure. I, t- I told you, Lunch Learning Community, she's an amazing person. Right? So <laughs> as, that's, that's how she jumps off right out the gate, you know, kind of getting us, getting, getting, getting us hype. Absolutely love it. So, Dr. Jose, please tell us again this, because I've been teasing them, right? I haven't told them what it is, but I've been teasing them about this life-saving skill that you feel, 
right? And I feel too, right? But you feel personally that we all should have. And you've actually come into, you know, again, we, we kind of alluded to a kind of rarely, really close contact to having to actually use this life-saving skill. So talk, talk to us a little bit about that. And uh, we'll kind of get into your business about, you know, when did it first began and when, when, what's your goal with everything said and done? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I do not appreciate that you're teasing the Lunch and Learn community. <laughs> They've been so good. But you know what? I'm glad that you did in the sense of raising just the curiosity of what this life-saving skill is. And truth be told, I actually came in contact with it twice uh, within the same year. Mm-hmm. Uh, one time in July, July 4th, right? 4th of July. And then literally again, uh, October 1st. Um, but it was different in October 1st, right? So uh, so what is this life-saving skill, right? I'm not going to do what Dr. Barry did to you. <laughs> don't, don't tease him. Don't. <laughs> like, just get it, get it out already. Get it out. This life-saving skill is CPR, cardiopulmonary resuscitation, cardiopulmonary resuscitation, CPR. And you know, in April of last year, 2018, Um, I was listening to another doctor speak and that doctor was just mentioning, hey, do you think that CPR is a skill that everyone should learn the way people get their their learner's permit, like a a rites of passage? And I kid you not, Dr. Pierre, I kind of chuckled. I was like, pish posh. I was going to ask, what were your thoughts when you first heard it that that first time around? I was like, pish posh, you know, you, you know, I'm a friend of Dr. Pierre. So I had that little bit of conspiracy theory in my mind. Right. So I'm thinking like, ah, they're just trying to make more money. Mm-hmm. They're just to... Is that really necessary for everyone to learn CPR? Because it completely makes sense if you're in the medical field that you should learn this and you should know it. But I, I tell you, in April uh, 2018, I said, maybe not. Uh, maybe maybe it, it's not necessary for everyone to know. Um, and then July 4th happened. I was like, hey, maybe everyone should know this. And then October 1st happened. And I said, absolutely, underscore, underline, bold, uh, exclamation marks. Yes, yes, everyone should learn this. And there should be a push to make this truly uh, like a rites of passage. You're, you're graduating high school. Um, let's find some way to add that into the curriculum. I know that we talk a lot about FCAT if you're in Florida or just all these standardized testing, and that's wonderful. But just think about CPR and what this is called. It's a life-saving skill. If you need anything in life, you would need this life-saving skill. So what was the difference for, for me on October 1st. And I don't know how much time that we have because I want to give you the story of, of everything that happened. So if we the, the, that floor, time, the floor is yours. You, you yeah, tell us. So it was uh, October 1st. I'm here in South Florida putting the kids to bed. It was a Monday night. Um, and you know, if you're a mom or if you have small kids, what, what does Monday night mean, right? Signing off on papers, checking backpacks, and you're setting up lunches, just setting them. I have three kids, so we had three lunch boxes out. Uh, my husband was upstairs, and he runs downstairs, and he's like, uh, your sister's trying to reach you. I thought that was odd because my sister and my parents left the day before to Paris. So they were literally in Europe, and it's uh, 10 o'clock at night here. 
So it's 3 a.m. the following morning in Paris. And uh, Dr. Pierre, there, there are things that happen in life that you literally never forget. It feels like time stands still. Mm-hmm. Like in the, and, the date, the yeah, time. The date, the time. Things that you don't even think that you'll pay attention to, but it just does. And um, when Tanya called my sister, she said, dad's not breathing. He's not responding to his name. And we don't even feel his pulse. Pray. That's all she said. And needless to say, my mind was in a panic. Now, she ended up dropping the call and she just said, I'm running downstairs now. So she's at the hotel and she's running downstairs now to um, try to figure out what's what's going on or try to call some type of EMS at that point. So, so were, were you the first call? I, I, I wanted that. Were you the so I have the first call, right? So if you are the physician in your family, it doesn't matter what it is. You're the first call for everything. You're the first call, even if they have a physician, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and even sometimes while they're sitting at their physician's office, you're still the first call. <laughs> and that's a beautiful thing because I know for myself, that was one of the biggest reasons why I went into medicine because I want to know the answers. I want to be able to give someone the answers. I want to know what's going on. And that's why I'm so passionate like you, Dr. Pierre, about educating people, let them know what's going on, put them in the know. This isn't some secret code and jargon that we speak when we're in the doctor's office. This is your health. You need to know what's going on in your body. Um, So that was one of my biggest reasons of saying, I need to become a physician because I want to know everything that's going on so that I could do what I did October 1st to be able to provide some guidance and some instructions. So Tanya gave my mom the phone. And uh, what some of you may not know is I'm also fellowship trained in hospice palliative care. So I I come in contact with death a lot, right? Um, So my mom's on the phone and it's 3 a.m. in Paris. And she said, Sabim, your father's not breathing. He's in a cold sweat. Um, I don't know what's going on. Mom is a, a nurse, is a nurse, a registered nurse, but she's been away from the bedside for years. And at this point, we're on WhatsApp. Thank God for WhatsApp. So we're on WhatsApp. I'm videoing her. And it almost looked like those scary movies because she's like this close to the camera and you just the whites of her eye. And I said, mom, turn the camera and let me and face it to that. Mary, this is a, a Scott, excuse me, Dr. Pierre, this is a, a, a image in my mind that I will never forget. Um, my dad was foaming at the mouth. His uh, eyes were just wide open, just stuck that way. Uh, and you could see him biting down, just almost just tight. His entire body was tight. And, and, and you're that, having to watch this on video. I'm watching this on video. Wow. I'm watching this on video. And so immediately, uh, you do what you, what you, you go back to your roots, right? So literally, I was just like, Jesus, <laughs> right? I'm not, I gotta tell y'all the truth, right? And I was like, Lord, <laughs> spare my dad's life. And then you get into mode, right? And, and a lot of, if those of you who are familiar with Cornerstone Medical Group, um, 
the company and medical office that we've opened down here in Florida Springs, we're about physical, spiritual, and cognitive health, bringing it all together. And there's that necessity there that I have to add in here, like, yeah, I'm going to call Jesus, right? That's what I do. But now that's, uh, that's the spiritual component, right? But now what's the physical component? Now I need to put into place everything that I've learned physically and my know-how and knowledge, what I've been educated to do and make a move on it. So that's how how difficult is that knowing that you physically can't touch your dad? Yeah. Like you can, you're visually seeing all of this, but physically not being able to be there uh, in the room seeing this kind of in face to face, like how was like, how difficult of a, uh, uh, tr- transition was that just from when you're going through your mode? I think in the reality of it, Dr. Pierre, is that when you need to do what you need to do, you just do it. You don't have the time to think about what's going to happen. You are thinking about what will not happen, right? So when I saw my dad, I literally was like, you will not die tonight. And that was it. I didn't question it. I didn't wonder about it and why, right? So I called Jesus and I got my skill set. I paid attention when I went to CPR. I paid attention when we learned those life-saving skills. I may have been annoyed in all the recertifications that you just got to keep on having and keep on doing because, you know, you're like, do I really need this? Is this really necessary? How many times do we have to go through this? But because that skill set is there and it was practice, it just comes out, right? You don't even think about it. It's like the way you breathe. It just comes out. And, you know, people speak about this a lot when they are jumping in lakes to save children who are drowning, when they feel like they have the strength of 10 men to flip over a car and pull someone out of it. You don't have time to think about, can I do this or what can I do? All you think about is, this is what's going to happen, and this is what we have to do right now. Um, so I asked my mom right then and there. And she said, she's like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, Mom, this is what's going to happen. Because dad was foaming at the mouth. You know, we're thinking about aspiration. So I said, Mom, roll him over to his side first. And um, at this point, she drops the phone. So now I'm having just to see the movement of the phone on the bed to have an idea. And now so, I, So now I, the visual component is visual gone. Component on. And I hear her saying, Sabine, he's like dead weight. He's dead weight and I cannot budge him. I can't move him. It's as if he was in the shower, was completely wet and just plopped himself on the bed because now he's soaking wet as well too. She's describing to me. And at that point, I told mom, pick up the phone. I was like, mom, you have to start CPR right now. You've got to start it right now. And um, prior to that, she was telling me that she didn't feel the pulse. So I told her, go to the carotids, told her to look and to see if there's any breath, nothing at all. Um, and what she did do, um, she started pulling her skills, right? So mom's been outside of the bedside from nursing for over what, 15 years now. Um, and what she did was just start thinking about, well, is this a seizure? So she found whatever pen that she could find and just put it at his, like right at his mouth so that he couldn't bite down and grip oh, down. Okay. I, love that. I didn't think about, but she thought about it and then, and then she did it. 
And then I said, mom, start compressions. That's it. And this is the key thing about this. Uh, Dr. Pierre, you might remember if, uh, when we were in medical school, we learned ABC, right? Airway, um, breathing, breathing and uh, circulation. Circulations, right? Um, but now that has changed to CAB. And that circulation, I also think about it as compressions. So for my dad, my mom did compressions alone. Compressions alone. That's all she did. Um, when she finally got to the point where she said she's starting, again, she had to drop the phone. And so there's, there's certain things that you'll never forget, like I mentioned. So I think the most horrible sound I've ever heard in my life was that sound that I heard that night. To hear my mom with each compression as she's pushing down, because I'm looking at the phone vibrate on the bed to judge how fast she's going and the depth. Because I, I have no visual, right? But I have to see how the phone vibrating, and I have to see how far it's falling to get an idea of is she going fast enough and is she going deep enough, right? So CPR, we know we, I mean, the adults, we got to go two inches down. So I, I, I just kind of gauging that. And we know that we need to, going at a, need to be going at a speed that's 100 to 120 uh, compressions per minute. So that's roughly 30 compressions for every 15, 18 seconds, right? That's where that music comes in, right? That's what we want. So that's what I'm looking at. But the, the sound that I heard with each compression is my mom just literally screaming, Jesus, Jesus, cheat with each one, right? So now she's going and I have to remain cool. It, I don't have time to worry about what will happen or what could happen. I don't have the luxury to panic. I also think that this is a skill set that you learn in residency as a resident when you're learning to run codes. You, you know, I was honestly, I was really about to ask you that question because I mean, that sound that literally sounds like what you, you kind of have to do uh, in that situation, right? Where even on the inside, you know, you're probably screaming Jesus right along with her, but verbally and just you just have to still be in the moment as a physician and as a person who's kind of leading this process which you were doing from you know a different country uh but still be calm enough to say no you you know what that that's how you need to do it press harder press like so uh, I'm, i was really about to ask you that question like did it feel like when you were back in residency having to run a code um and being in that situation where like the whole room may seem frantic around you, but you're like steadfast in your ways. One of the things that we have um, as residents, and Dr. Pierre, you'll know this as well too from your experience or any, any other physicians that are listening on, on the Lunch and Learn, is that in your first year, you may not be the one running the code, but you are there observing the code and you are in the cycle to do compressions. And I'll never forget one of the first codes that... Uh, that I attended was with uh, a res uh, was with our pulmonologist and intensivist at um, in Belgrade Lakeside Medical, and it was Doctor Abu. And I mean, the place was frantic; everything was going wrong, but he remained calm, and he remained sure, and he remained confident. So even if someone wasn't giving something immediately, he just 
made sure that there was an atmosphere of calmness and encouragement. And I remember in that first code that I ran, I looked at that and I said, I want to be just like that. I want to make sure that whatever chaos is going around me when I'm running a code, I'm as the leader making sure I remain calm. Because if I'm the leader and I'm remaining calm, then everyone else is going to remain calm too. And that's what we have to do. And I'll tell you, it's the reality of something that we even need to do in life, right? So chaos could be all around us, but it's up to us to make that decision to, to remain calm. And I noticed that in, um, on October 1st, when mom was doing those compressions, I could hear her voice begin to change and be less anxious as I start saying, you're doing great, mom. This flow is good. Keep pushing. They're going to be there any minute. I had no idea where they were because sure. we were like five minutes in. And uh, Tanya, my sister, hadn't come back upstairs yet with the EMS. And she, my mom's still pushing the compressions. And she's there doing it alone. <laughs> no one else there with her on a soft bed. So as I continue to tell mom, I know, as I continue to tell mom, you're doing great, mom. Keep going. That's it. Keep that beat. Keep that beat. And at one point, I start snapping to get her in that beat. Mom, you got this. You're doing great. Keep going. And I have her pause. Check for that pulse. Not, okay, good. Let's keep going because that's what we're doing. We're going to keep that blood flowing to dad's brain. Every time we keep this blood flowing to dad's brain, then that's the way we ensure that it's getting to the rest of the body. That's the way that we ensure that uh, there won't be any brain damage with this. So mom, like a rock star, was able to pull that off. But, you know, I, I want to add right here of why was she able to pull that off? She was able to pull that off because she was able to pull something that she learned from years ago. But if she'd never learned that, right? And I had to start saying, listen, find the sternum, get between the nipple line, get there. If that's her first time ever having to do this, you're already in a frightful situation. And now you're having to do something you've never been in contact with before. And someone's life depends on it. So and, what and do you what's interesting? Cause it's not, cause obviously as a resident, we're typically, you know, taking care of other patients, family members. So the, so the someone that she's taking care of is her husband, your father, uh, which I'm pretty, again, I don't even have to sugarcoat. I know adds even more level of anxiety and pressure upon a situation that's already pressure filled. Yeah. 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 Definitely. And the fact that she was able to kind of pull back and say, oh, okay, I remember doing this. Mm -hmm. And she had at least a baseline. Again, it may not have been current at that time, but at least a baseline of how to do this. Um, you, know, you feel definitely. Uh, was a much easier uh, 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 progression as far as from taking direction and command. It made all the difference. And not a, a, a difference of, hey, it made it better. It's a life and death difference. And it's what you said. It's so key. I like that. It's the baseline. She had some type of baseline. She had something to to revert to. She had something that she learned in her past years ago, a skill set that she learned years ago that 
could provide a baseline. And that's the reality that all of us need to understand and know that this baseline is not just there for individuals who are nurses or doctors or going into medicine. This baseline is here for you. It's there for you, the lay people, the people who are just, whether they are teachers or swim instructors or a grandmother who's watching their grandchild. If you are someone who is a custodial worker, whatever it may be, there's a baseline. And, uh, you know, uh, Dr. Pierre, both of us were, uh, we, uh, were able to get our master's in public health. And one of the biggest things I know that I remember in public health and was my takeaway point is that um, everyone could learn. Uh-huh. You may not have the, the best of science skills and, and some people are better with their hands and some people are more theoretical in thought. But what we do know is that everyone can learn. That's the beauty of our brain. So this skill set is something everyone should learn. So now it's about 10 minutes later. 10 minutes, Dr. Pierre. Mom's still going, still going. We're going into 13 minutes now. And then finally someone walks in. That's when the medics walk in. At that point... And uh, like I said, this, these are those uh, miracles that happen. WhatsApp, you drop calls constantly with WhatsApp here in the United States when someone's down the street, right? Upstairs, downstairs, the call drops. Would you know that line was never dropped? That was like a 20-minute conversation. The line was never dropped whatsoever. And um, not until we hung up the phone and the paramedics uh, came in. Now, I'll give you a little bit more of what happened, which is, which is this mind-boggling to me. Um, at that point, uh, we hung up the phone. They let them do their thing. I, I didn't know if dad was responsive at all. Sure. So by the time they hung up the phone, he still hasn't come to yet. I'm, I'm, not seeing that. I'm not seeing any of that. About maybe four, no, 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 not even. Three hours later. Right. So, of course, we're staying up. Uh, sure. Ten, sure. You can't go to sleep. You, yeah. I can't go to sleep, man. At this point, I'm like, let's go run a marathon. <laughs> right. Um, so that was 10 o'clock, 11, 12, one o'clock, one o'clock. Now I get a call on WhatsApp. And I, I you know, I take that phone and I, I hit answer. Probably before you press answer. Uh, That's probably one of the most nerve wracking calls you've ever probably had to like agree to connect to (laughs) you don't have the time to think about that stuff you don't have the time to think about that stuff so i i and and more than anything else it's that curiosity of i just need to know do i need to and i you know point blank do do i need to call and make arrangements for a body to come in right do do i need to start figuring out uh what arrangements we're gonna make Because now what I saw from my experience as hospice is that this is a patient I would have pronounced, Uh right? If I was there, like you said, I was touching them. I was like, I'd I'd pronounce this patient. So I hit um, accept. And the camera now is when they're at the hospital. What I see (laughs) is my dad sitting at the foot of the bed, sitting up, 
waving at me. Uh, and pray, praise him, praise him. Yes. Listen, yes. listen here. He literally says to me, Hi, Sabi. I'm not going to die. <laughs> I'm going to live. And I'm going to declare the glory of the Lord. And this I, is when I'm like I, this. I love it. What? Dumbfounded. And I have to, I have to tell you this in, in true transparency. We learn these things. We know these things. We hear the records. We hear the statistics. We read the li- literature of these things that they work. But when you see it works for you, that's it. There's nothing else you can say about that, right? The proof is in the pudding of that there. Uh, and, 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 and lunch learning community, I just want to kind of interject some statistics just so you can understand kind of where we're coming from, you know, f- from alone, right? About half a million people die a year uh, from cardiac arrest, about 475,000 here in the United States. About 350,000 of these cardiac arrests occur outside of the hospital, right? 90% of people who suffer from cardiac arrest die before they even get to the hospital. Right. So these these are numbers. Right. These are cold, hard fact numbers that aren't changed, that aren't decreasing, which which should show you exactly why we're kind of like flabbergasted when we press accept and he's back waving at us because the, the odds are not for us uh, in the situation that he was in. So I'm going to even add a little bit more to, to dad's story, even more so, um, because it was 3 a.m in Paris, which means that they had already been in bed since midnight. So we really don't know how long dad was even in that state, truly. Mom just said that she, she felt, she, she put her arm over because she was, she was startled in her sleep a little bit. And she said, Yvonne, she, she called my dad's name. He didn't answer. And she said, just, and she put her head back down, but she was like, just, she just felt something was wrong. So then she put her hand over to touch him, and she said he felt ice cold, which made her jump up. So now when we start thinking about to the point where someone could feel now ice cold, how long that was going, and again, we're talking about CAB, CAB, the circulation. Mom never delivered a breath. All she did was press down on that heart, and that is something you can do too. Just press down on that heart. And that's enough to keep that circulation going. That's enough to keep the blood going. And what difference will it make? It'll save a dad's life. It'll save a husband's life. It'll save a sister's life, a brother's life, whatever family member. It will save someone's life. And when you think about all the benefits of that, what is there not to learn? What do you have to lose? Get that baseline. Sign up for that class. You know, the holidays are coming up, families coming in, go together and get that class done just so that we can have it. And don't think, hey, maybe I don't need to take my eight-year-old or five-year-old. Take them too. <laughs> they know how to connect to the internet, play video games. <laughs> as smart as smart as they are, they <laughs> give, give them a chance to learn. Them. They'll, they'll probably learn just as quick as us. Yeah, yeah. And they may be the one to save our lives. Yeah. So uh, the, the, the following few days that followed. Um, so remember, they, they just got there. They were actually getting into uh, they went to Paris for our cousin's wedding. So my mom's nephew's wedding. 
And that wedding was to, was on the 4th, uh, October 4th, actually the same exact day as my dad's birthday. <laughs> so October 1st, that happened. Uh, it was October 2nd for them in Paris now, right? Um, and mom and Tanya, they're on the computer frantically trying flights to find flights to come right. home. All right. Um, when we saw dad, right, so we saw dad at the side of the bed waving. He was discharged from the hospital maybe about an hour later. They didn't hold him because they said he's fine. We looked at the numbers. His glucose level was was low. He took too much insulin. That's essentially what happened. Um, that's what they think is going on, uh, had, had occurred at least. And then they released him. Uh, so now Tanya and mom are looking flights to come home and in, in true manly dad fashion, like most of our <laughs> men. He said, I got all the way to Paris and y'all think I'm going to go home? <laughs> so he, he wasn't even having it. He's like, no, I'm good now. He wasn't having it. They stayed at the entire time. So they had all, I think it was like a seven day stretch trip. Um, they stayed the entire time, not by what he wanted, but not by what my mom and Tanya, my sister wanted to do but by his request. Mm. Um, so later on that evening, I thought it was interesting because of course now I'm getting back on WhatsApp to check on them to see how they're doing. Uh, my mom and Tanya looked like they just saw a ghost, right? So they're just pale. They're sitting at the dinner table. They look like they were just in some type of, <laughs> some, some type of attack that occurred to them and they're suffering some post-traumatic oh, yes. right? They're black, but they're pale. They're just Definitely. pale. And dad's just sitting there eating, tasting stuff, just having a good old time. You gonna eat that? Why y'all okay? Why do you guys keep looking at me? I'm fine. I told you I'm fine. Like it's nothing. What made the difference? The baseline. Yeah, we pray. Yeah, we call Jesus, right? But now we put to action something. And what we could put to action is doing that practical step of just no learning CPR from before and now using that skill set that you've learned to save someone's life. So as you can see, now when you ask me that question of, hey, Dr. Elise, do you think uh, CPR should be like a rites of passage that everyone should learn? Absolutely, yes. It's a resounding yes. And it's never too young and it's never too late for you to learn. Um, that's a life-saving skill that you want to learn, and it will be a game changer when you least expect it, and you're going to be so happy that you did in making that investment into yourself, for your family, or even for someone else's family. Amazing. Amazing. And I know someone, some, I know someone in the learning community is going to kill me if I don't ask, but what happened in July? Like, you said it, so you said the... So you said the first time you're like, oh, yeah. And then but this October incident was like definitely for sure, for sure. Definitely for sure, for sure. So um, so those of you who do not know, I, I, I alluded to it. Um, so I am a physician. I'm also a wife, but I'm also in the real hood, right? I'm in that parenthood. <laughs> the real hood. Yes. So in the real hood parenthood, you don't always get a chance to go exercise, right? And uh, I know I'll see a Dr. Pierre like midnight, 
<laughs> if you guys follow his IG. And I just shake my head. For me, it'll be like five in the morning if I can get it in. So July 4th was one of those days I didn't have to go to work. Um, I was off. I was excited about that. Everyone was off. I was able to get out of that real hood for a moment, right? So I left the three boys. Got three boys, y'all. Left the three boys here, and I went to the gym. And I literally just arrived. Wasn't even 10 minutes into my cycle. Uh, you, so you didn't, you didn't even get the full sweat in yet. I didn't even get the full sweat in, right? Um, and there's a man by the name of Dave who I didn't know at the time that literally collapsed on the elliptical that was probably about, what, 20 feet away from me. Uh, And then when I got to Dave, uh, he was turning blue already. People were pulling his pockets. They ran to grab the AED machine and everyone's staring at him. And, you know, I'll be honest with you guys, right? I, I had, I'm that person who works out and who has her headphones in her ears and sings all loud out of tune. So I really was just in my zone. So now when I saw people like running and doing all this stuff, that's when I finally was like, hey, what's going on? And I turn and I see that they're huddling and there's a man on the ground. So at that point, I jump off and I go over there. Um, And you know, again, your skill set, it goes into play. So immediately, I'm like, he has no pulse. And he started having agonal breaths. So agonal breaths are those breaths that we learn as physicians that are like, they sound like real breaths, but they're fake breaths. And it's again, that indication that we're starting to shut down here, people. Lights are going dim. So he had the agonal breaths. He had no pulse. He's turning blue on me. So started CPR. Just compressions, 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 compressions. Um, this is in the city of Davie. I called for the AED. I'm not going to tell you what gym I was at. The AED did not work. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord. I mean, we, we wasn't going to name the gym because they ain't giving sponsorship. But we definitely not going to name the gym now because, oh, my. <laughs> how, y'all, how, y'all, how y'all let that happen? Work. And I looked up at the... Uh, the employees, I'm like, what is this? It's not working. Are you kidding me? And I was just, again, going, 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 going. Um, what's, the, what's the beauty of mankind, right? We see and we believe that uh, the heart of man is full of evil. A lot of people believe that. But there is a part of the human heart that is still just right. I saw an entire gym come together and figure out what to do. As I'm doing compressions, there's people who already got in his pockets, grabbed a license to find out who he is, to find out uh, who to call. There are other people who left their workout and now standing outside of the gym and waving down the paramedics as they come. There's another person who ran out of nowhere and was like, I know CPR too. Let me know when you want to switch and cycle out. So you see that, that community that just comes. So I believe there's still goodness in the world and we, yes. we see it and we see it and, and we are able to be a part of that, that greatness that occurs 
So I continued to do these compressions. Uh, EMS came. Uh, they, he still was not having, after they hooked him up to the monitors, he still wasn't having uh, true cardiac rhythms. And they took him. And again, guys, you know, for me, it wasn't personal because in my mind, in all honesty, you just do what you have to do for another human being. And as you know, you're doing what you have to do for another human being. You had a safe handoff <laughs> that the EMS took him. And now I know that he's in, the, the, in their truck and they're headed over. So what else do you do? Well, I'm in the motherhood. So I was like, I got my arm workout. Let me go ahead and do legs now. <laughs> I have to continue working out. Uh, well, 100%. Like, hey, my, my job is done. The code is, the code's ran. The code's done. I got to get back to, the, to my exercise because the real hood is about to come at me. <laughs> the three kids, they're going to be wondering where I am. Um, so, you know, I left it alone and I wondered how, how he was doing. And then about a week later, I got a call from the fire department and they said, not only did he survive, but he survived with no deficits and he's doing completely and totally well. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was such a mind boggling thing for the cardiologist that the cardiologist even noted the percentage of CPR for the way that your heart stopped the percentage of CPR that is done correctly to get you to the point that you have absolutely no deficits and there's no indication in your EKG, in your echo, in any of the studies that we've done, there's absolutely no evidence that your heart even ever stopped. That means whoever did your CPR, not only did they do it correctly, but they literally saved your life so that you could be here another day. Um, and I didn't find this all out until uh, maybe about eight months later, the city of Davie, uh, they had a ceremony where they actually honored civilians who performed life-saving skills. And that was the first time I came face to face with Dave and his oh, wife. That's, oh, that's beautiful. So it was a beautiful thing. And I'll never forget what Dave's wife said. She walked up to me and she just held me. And it was one of those like lifetime movie Oprah moments. And she's crying and weeping. And she said to me, you didn't save his life. You saved mine. Ooh, I love that. And I love that. It gave me chills. And I want to let you know, Lunch and Learn community, who's all about empowering your health. You're here, you're listening to the keys and the nuggets and the secrets that Dr. Pierre is offering to you. You have an opportunity to save someone's life. Gotta take advantage of it and not just yours. And I think that sometimes that's what happens. We are willing to do more for someone else than for ourselves sometimes. So if you need to hear, you didn't just save his life, you saved mine, that may be what you have to do. Maybe you need to hear that in order for you to say, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and sign up uh, for this CPR class. I'm not going to put it off. I'm not just going to say, hey, I'm going to get to it at the end of the week. I'm going to stop right now 
and go find a CPR class to sign up, sign up for so I could save someone's life. It's doable. You could do it. And this is what we're talking about when Dr. Pierre is empowering you so that you can have better health, not just for you, but for your friends and families as well. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Absolutely amazing story. And it's, it's so touching because you're able to not only affect someone's life that was a complete stranger, right? With the life-saving skills that you knew that you had, but you were also able to save someone who you know for the rest of her, your whole life. Right? Uh, yeah. yeah, my biggest fan. <laughs> biggest fan. I mean, so I, so I, I, I love that aspect of it because, again, you, we, we have so many families, so many families who, you know, don't get that opportunity. Again, I've, I've talked about this on the Lynch Learning Community before. Um, my father actually passed away when I was a first-year medical student going into the second year and from a cardiac arrest, right? And by the time I got the phone call, it was, hey, your father passed away, right? And it was because no one around them, right, knew how to do any procedure. So by the time, you know, any EMS or anybody came, uh, it was already too late. So, you know, so, so when I hear stories like that, I say, oh, man, that's such amazing. Because I know, right, because we've seen it on a time and time basis, especially in the hospital setting. Uh, I know that if you have someone there who can, you know, start that life-saving process right then and there, you know, how many more lives can be affected? Yep. 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 That's absolutely true. And, you know, not to, to make it too personal, but I, I do, I remember that time in medical school for you. And I think about how different it would have been for you, for your kids, for them to see and know, even for your father to not only know that you made it to medical school, mm-hmm. um, but you graduated, you're doing well, you're a top physician, you're, you're leading in, in your community, in the field, and you're raising these beautiful children, right? So that would be one of those cases where uh, Malia will say, you didn't just save grandpa's life, you saved mine, right? And that's what we want. So if we could change the story for some family that we don't even know right now, that's what this is about. We right. want to change that narrative. We want to change that story. Like if mom wasn't there, I love my sister, but she doesn't know any of those skill sets. She didn't take any of that. And it's interesting because so my my dad, he has said, I need to learn CPR now. Right. Of course. I need to know how to do this. And I need to get everyone else around me to know how to do this. Because if you're telling me that's what happened and and that that's the difference it made. Of course, I could do that, and I want to learn that. So before before we let you go, like, how can if someone someone's listening to this right now, and they say, "Well, you know what? You know, Doctor Elise got me right. She is so true. I need to learn this skill like right now. Like, where where they should where should they go? Like, who should they contact? What's the what are, what are some organizations that they should reach out to to try to get this life saving skill um, under their belt as soon as possible?" So I'm going to make it really simple for you. I want to, I would tell you, send you to this website, but I, I don't want you to look at these national things, right? I want to look at you to look right in your community, right where you are. One of the first places that you could call is your local fire department. And they will be able to pinpoint for you what's a mile away, what's two miles away. We don't want to make this thing complicated for you, right? We don't yeah, want we, you, we don't want you driving and having to get get in this car. Oh, that thing too far for me. 
in a car, wait for the email, verify. No, your local fire department will be able to pinpoint for you uh, where you can go that's just in your community to do these classes. And a lot of times, a lot of different cities have community centers. And in your community centers, they offer these, these classes. Sometimes they'll do it once a month. Sometimes they'll do it every two, three months, every quarter. Um, definitely when we come into Heart Awareness Month, they sometimes do that uh, every week. But it's right there. It's right there for you. So I want you to contact your local fire department and just ask a simple question. I want to learn. We'll say this. I want to learn CPR. Where do I go? And they'll be able to point you in the right direction. It is that simple. Amazing. And, and uh, lunch learning community again. I, you know, obviously, I bragged about her on the introduction, and uh, clearly, she she lives up to the hype uh, with such an amazing story of you know kind of resting on your laurels and you know understanding that you know what you that we have everyone has the ability to save a life, right? And and it's just up to you, right, to kind of take advantage of it, right? So again, Dr. Lise, thank you for, you know, su- such an amazing story, uh, really amazing couple of stories. Because uh, again, you're you're a hero to to all, and and you you'll be surprised. Um, they they probably still talk about you now, right? Like every every time they you know they see a fire department, or they see they see something on TV, they're gonna say, oh wow, remember Dr. Lise helped save my life. Right. And then now you got a bargaining chip over your dad, too. Right. Which is always, always a good. <laughs> <laughs> you never even thought about that. But you know what? I may have to use that, especially when I want babysitting. Yes. Like, hey, yes. Like, hey, come on now. Remember, remember, I saved your life. What's happening here, please? Like, so I, I love it. You got you got to hold that to the back pocket. You know, just just in case, like almost like the big joker. Just in case you like, hey, come yeah, on now. That's what it is. It's so I got to use that, man. Why did I think about this all this time? Um, you know what's interesting, too, is that um, with with Dave, I still see him at the gym. And it's so Oh, funny. that's crazy. So every time, and, and Jim's like a big guy. So he's like six feet, at, at least 250. Like he's big and tall. So it's probably the oddest thing of the people who see us. Because every time I see Jim, um, every time I go to the gym and I see Dave, Dave like will leave where he is and literally like kind of pick me up off the ground, which is hugs and kisses. I'm like, hey, yeah, Dave, yeah. And it's like all over again. Thanks, man. You saved my life. And anyone who walks by, she saved my life. <laughs> anyone who walks by. I actually saw him today at the gym this morning. And, um, you know, it's just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. And you don't feel like a hero, right? You just feel like I'm going to do what I think is right and what I would think anyone else would do and what I would want someone to do for my loved one. That's what you do. And more people do that than what we believe. And so before, now really before we let you go, I want people to be able to find you, to follow you, to track you down, right? So please take the time opportunity to just kind of say like, you know, obviously, you know, we, we talked, we talked about your medical group, talk a little bit about the medical group, you know, where you at? are you on? So I know you are, I know you're on, so I'm being facetious. I already know you're on social media. Let them know how they follow you on social media. Remember lunch, Land community. We put all these links and everything in the show notes anyway, but I want you to, 
uh, you know, just kind of let, let, let people know who you are. So they, again, so they can realize how amazing you are. Absolutely. So I am Dr. Sabinelize. As you know, I'm a board certified family medicine physician. I am the CEO and co-founder of Cornerstone Medical Group. And that group is all about bringing wholeness to your health. Um, I really have come to realize that a lot of my background has really set the tone of how I want to practice medicine. So as a physician, as a pastor's kid, as a, a, a wife, as a mother, I realize to bring wholeness to your health, you need more than just the physical. So what we do in our office and, and what's important for me is reconnecting your physical, spiritual, and cognitive health so that you could bring health and well-being to your body. That's how it really comes down to. Um, we're situated in Coral Springs, Florida, uh, and, and we are accepting new patients. Uh, if you want more information, one of the best ways to, is to just hop on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, right? LinkedIn. And Pinterest. it's all I love the Pinterest. Okay. Even the Pinterest. <laughs> it's at Dr. Dr. Sabine, S A B I N E, Elise, E L I S E E, no spaces, Dr. S A B I N E, E L I S E E. And that's really the best way to connect and see all that's going on. Uh, we have Tuesday Transformer groups where we go on and do a little bit about like what Dr. Pierre is doing. We hop on on a Tuesday night about 8.30 and just share some medical tips, share some things about what's going on in the community and how you could bring, you need to bring, it's not going to come casually. You need to bring health and well-being and wholeness to your life. It takes an active role. It's not by uh, <laughs> osmosis. <laughs> yes. You're going to learn it or it's going to come to you, right? So that's, that's what we really need to do. And I know that uh, Dr. Pierre and I, we both have spoken about this with our friends throughout medical school, that there's just such a great disparity um, for health, not just in the African community, but if you are a woman, if you are an immigrant, if you are coming from a place where you didn't have that, when we're looking at socioeconomic status, a lot of times we want to think that this is just a black and white thing. It really isn't, right? When you really come down to it, a lot of times it really comes down to education level. It comes down to socioeconomic status. And you'll be surprised how many people who have a certain degree of education, but they still believe more in the person that has so many followers on their blog but have no medical background whatsoever oh, yes. that gets them in, in some trouble. So, I mean, we're here for you. That's what it really comes down to. This is our passion. This is the reason why we went into medicine um, because we want to provide you the answers that we saw were not given to us and our family members as we grew up when they were at the hospital or when they were in their doctor's office, or when they just said yes, and they ended up leaving that doctor's appointment more confused mm -hmm. than when they first walked in. We want to put an end to that, not just for us, but for everyone who is ready to listen and ready to take charge of their health. So Dr. Sabinelli said, D-R-S-A-B-I-N-E-E-L-I-S-E-E, -E -E, all one word, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, LinkedIn. I can't wait to see you guys. Lunch and Learn community, it's been a pleasure and an honor to speak with you guys tonight. Um, and I also thank you, Dr. Pierre, for having me on for this Lunch and Learn. 
Thank you. And again, um, all of her links will be in the show notes. Uh, please uh, catch our Tuesday night uh, discussions and educational lessons uh, because again, because uh, I'm I'm there Tuesday nights uh, right along with her, the rest of her crew, uh, and it's 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 so enlightening, so empowering uh, to see someone who you can tell just really cares, right? Because we're 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 in a business now where caring isn't a primary trait uh, for some of our colleagues anymore, um, which is a problem, right? And so when you do see someone who like genuinely cares, because again, remember, you know, it's when we do the podcasting, when we do our uh, lunch and learn sessions, when we do our Tuesday transform, we, we don't get paid for this. This isn't a, a monetary thing. We're doing it because we know, right, that there's someone out there that we're going to be able to touch and mold and help get them together uh, because we do it, right? And we do it because we love, right? That's that's why some of us came into medicine, right? And, and yeah, you know, got got to, got to say something, right? That's why some of us came into medicine, and, and I'm just so enamored and I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm watching back, right? Cause I know she's going to do so many great things that I'm, I'm just glad to be able to like, Oh, that's my friend right there. Y'all. I just, just want to. That's what I say about you. <laughs> I have the t-shirt, honestly, with Dr. Pierre's face. You guys need that t-shirt. I wear the bracelet. I'm like, I know this guy. <laughs> yes. Yes. So again, thank Dr. Elise for joining us, blessing us. Um, again, I, and I love the spiritual aspect of it, right? Because I think that's another thing that's really missing in, in medicine as well. Like we're, like we're, we're, we're trying to separate these things. Like we don't have a really divine power that's kind of leading us. And of course, we're obviously we're the ones doing the action, but you know, someone's got to instill, you know, that knowledge for us to get there. So again, thank you for, um, you know, really blessing us and really uh, helping the lynch community, like get right. Especially, like I said, I'm, I'm about to make sure this whole family is CPR certified, like as soon as possible. Yes. Yes. I love it. I love it. Thank you for getting to the end of the show. I am your host, Dr. Barry Pierre, host of The Lunch Learner, Dr. Barry. And this is another amazing episode that we like to bring to you week after week on betterment of empowering yourself for better health today. If you have not had a chance, please go ahead and subscribe to the show if this is your first time listening. If you already listen and you've already subscribed, make sure to leave me a five-star review because your support is absolutely important in keeping the show moving as it is. And if you have not had a chance and you want to check out today's show notes, always head over to lunchlearnpod.com. That is lunch learn pod all in one word.com and you can get the access to my show notes for every single episode but especially the one you just listened to and i'm gonna see you guys next week you guys be blessed bye